0: I ain't worried about it.
1: You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. All thanks to Mackers, the McRib and the new McRib Deluxe are now at Mackers. This week, our guest is Australian cricket legend Merv Hughes. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with Tom Nady from the Hello Sport podcast. Back for another episode of our Summer Sessions. Now, that's not what it's called. I just came up with that. Did you like it, Eddie?
0: I liked it, Tom. Summer Sessions. No, it rolls off the tongue very mm. nicely. We'll yeah. talk Hello Sports Summer Sessions. Now, Love it.
1: today we're speaking with one of the greats of the game, but also uh, a one great... One of the great characters. Characters, thank you. A larrikin, uh, a cult figure.
0: An everyman. An
1: everyman. Um... It's One of the great fast bowlers we've ever produced, Tom. Look, I think it's... Pro- I don't have his stats in front of me, but... I, look, that's a vibe-based That's a vibe-based thing, but I'm going to say yes. I'm able to go with it. I'm going to say maybe, you know,
0: our greatest ever. I'm the greatest to ever do it. The great Mervyn Hughes. Take it away.
1: Do you remember working with us in the last two years at all? Quick question. Yeah. yeah
2: there. Bit um, water,
1: wasn't it? Uh, okay, there, there you, you go. go. There you go. Yep, good. Just wanted to check. Wanted to test you early, see whether you... Uh, you remember the that famous right? TVC that we filmed? Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, jeez, had that come up? I don't
1: think I ever saw it, mate. It was actually look. I actually think it turned out pretty good.
0: It was he hilarious.
1: We well, we produced the whole thing, and it was it was our <laughs> first ever and only TV commercial yeah. to date. So maybe that says something about it as well. Yeah. Anyway, mate, you look like you're. Uh, is it are you in a man cave there? Oh, pretty much. This is this is story. my storeroom. but my boy
2: said you should do this outside because um, you look
0: like a hoarder if you're How many eskies but, can I see in the shop, mate? You've got about 10 eskies over there. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's a carton graph one, there's a
2: 4X one, there's a Yeti, there's a there's three more there. It's all full fishing
1: gear. Yeah, you're a, you're, you're, you've are you got your fishing show, obviously, but you're just a mad keen outdoorsman, aren't you? i uh, more fisherman than outdoorsman. Okay, so it's more just your fishing.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, know, camping, caravanning next to the water so you can go fishing.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and how often, are you, how often are you doing it? Like with the show, but just fishing generally?
2: Um, not often enough, unfortunately.
1: No? When but, was the last time you are out there? Um, I was, I was
2: supposed to be up at so um, Lake Windermere a couple of weeks ago, mm. and then up to Glenmore, So chasing the Yellow Valley, then pass um, another sort of week after oh, like, Cup weekend. But dislocated my shoulder in a couple weekends and couldn't go. How'd
0: you do that?
2: Oh, I no, don't, don't laugh. I went ass up at a wedding. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> before
0: I had a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you slipped over. Exactly.
1: Are you then, is it like, oh, no, all eyes on Mervie, like you're in heaps of pain, forgive my language. I'm, we, we're told not to swear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair assessment. Just at a wedding, sort of trying to bustle uh, a group across, and I'd kind of walk behind a tree, a bit of a steep drop-off with my leather shoes, that leather sole shoes on. Yep. Both feet went of me. I put my arm up or hand up on the tree. So I wouldn't hit the tree and pop my shoulder. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and the worst thing about it, three hours in the hospital when one of my good mate was shouting beers, I was oh. devastated. Oh, oh my, my God. God.
0: So you missed three hours of the wedding.
2: Uh missed three hours. So I went to the hospital, We got to put it back in place and got back as the final party featuring the recipient. Right.
0: They're good hours, those golden hours, the, the, yes. the three that you've Yeah, missed. they're the best ones. I'm, sure I'm sure
2: you're well aware of that. Yeah, I'm... No, I am The best three hours of my life at Chuka Hospital. <laughs>
1: I'm... But they were very sure good. you went back, I, I would have thought that a dislocated shoulder, you might have just been like, you know what? Just pop it back in. Well, or we'll either, either or go pop home. it back in and keep going or just say, you know what? Too much has happened today. I don't think I need to go back to the wedding. I might just go and park up in bed.
2: Yeah, no, I, I thought about that, but, um, yeah, no, good. Great, great, great son, and uh, two boys have got sons, so I thought that you'd make an effort.
1: You better do it. Good for you. I, I don't know if I'd have that in me. Oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Oh, no. my painful. It's the most
2: painful thing I've ever been through.
1: And listen, I don't want to compare myself to the great man here, but I've had some shoulder issues myself over the last couple of weeks. Not dislocated, in fact. The physios have no idea what I could have done wrong because I haven't. I'm not physical enough to have like even dislocated <laughs> it on a tree. But it's. I can say this: it's a frustrating
0: injury to have. Again, not dislocated, but not dislocated. But you know, shoulder issues, Tom. And now you have got something in, in, in common. common with the great man. Yeah, so, which is nice. Good left, left, or right shoulder, Tom. My right shoulder.
2: Yeah, so I'm left. Oh, no.
1: if we combine, we'll have two good shoulders. Maybe I'll just donate my good one to you because I feel like you'd put it to better use getting out there and fishing, you know what I mean? I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I need my shoulders. Well, I'm going to
2: struggle holding the right end binding at the no same time, but there <laughs> we go. Hell but is... you yeah, I got uh, away this weekend at Mulwala, so cod opening. Yep. So if you're a fisherman, um, cod opening weekend. It's a massive weekend in, in New South Wales, Victoria.
0: Okay. So I up like my wailer, get out
2: with my
0: Whaler and have a, have a weekend trying to catch a cod. All oh, right. Well, all the best uh, and good luck, mate. Are you? How long does it take for you to film a season of your fishing show? Um,
2: good question. If, if the fish are biting, <laughs> yeah, probably about fifteen days. Okay. But if the fish aren't biting,
0: about six months. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Is that is that frustrating when you're like where are they oh. bastards? So
2: we 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 filmed up there. And people see the show and you get half an hour on the show, you get maybe ten fish. Yep. Oh you had a good day that day. <laughs> uh it was a good five or six days. <laughs> uh, and then so are they making you like,
1: they like are they making you wear the same thing every day if it's like taking multiple days so that it seems oh, yeah. as quick?
2: No. Yeah, so we got our five. five of the same now, just keep whacking them on.
1: Uh, boy, what a great day we're having today! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. The magic of TV,
0: right? The magic of TV. Oh yeah.
1: You are listening to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport podcast, and we are talking to the one, the only Merv Hughes. Now, Merv, it's um, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty great year for cricket in Australia for our for our sides. How have you um? How have you seen it all from, obviously, the, the Test Championship to the Ashes to this most recent World Cup?
2: Uh, it's, it's been sensational, hasn't it? Um, it? It's been a lot of questions asked the Australian side. And there's been a lot of questioning of Cummins' captaincy. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we won the Test World Championship, fantastic. First two Test matches of the Ashes, fantastic. And the thing that the Ashes told me and taught me was how important Nathan Lyon is at Australian side. So mm. when Nathan Lyon got injured, it wasn't such a decline, it was just a free fall mm. um, and, and things went downhill after that. But the uh, bit India before that to draw that series to all, um, people tend to forget that. And then a couple of one days, they're trying to get their, their side right for the Mm. We go over the World Cup, lose the first two games against India, the home nation, that they're, they're going to be hard to beat. Mm. And South Africa, who uh, are up and down, and Australia didn't have their best bank. And then as they built through, we had injury problems to Maxwell and we had um, Rash come home for personal reasons. Um, just at the right time, we got our best game together and, and played accordingly.
0: You mentioned um, Pat Cummins obviously had one of the great years as captain. When he was floated originally as as taking over the reins, there was a there was a some doubt out there as to whether or not a fast bowler could, could get the job done. As an ex fast bowler, did you ever have any doubts about one of your own being able to lead the nation? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the big thing about captaincy
2: is that you've got to remain rational. Got to so understand. Uh, the situation, and as a fast bowler, I reckon you've got to be emotional, mm. so you, you've got to get angry, you got to get into the game. Um, but to watch the way that Cummins has handled it, he's been fantastic. And it's interesting that people want to judge him on his worst performance. I like to judge people on their best performance, mm. and his best performances have been outstanding. Mm. But when, when it was, uh, um, initially. The only concern I had would how he'd be stay rational, and he's got some really good guys around him, so Steve Smith, Warner, Alex Sherry. Mm. but he's handled it well. And I suppose to be honest, I don't know whether was going, um, but he's just been really down to earth and a really sensible bloke, which doesn't really fit.
1: Ball. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. We we don't know Pat, but we did once um find ourselves talking to his old man at the cricket after we'd had a skin full and he seemed like a really nice guy,
0: so I can only
1: Listen, imagine that's where
0: Pat gets it from. Yeah, I would think so. His old man was great and I just yeah. I've got a feeling the apple hasn't fallen far yeah. from the tree. He was accommodating for a couple of dribblers like us for for for, for almost far too long. Yeah. I mean, it was 20 minutes. <laughs> would uh, that be yeah. a fair representation? Sorry, Mr. Cummins, if you're listening. No.
1: Um,
2: well, mate, the big thing is if you're pumping and he's shut up, he's going to listen to me. Yeah. And if you're bagging and he's done, up, I reckon he's going to piss you off pretty quick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: That's
0: a good point. Yeah, it's a fair
1: point.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know the family at all, but um, you could only imagine that he would come from a, a very solid family. Um, so they, everyone says that, but it was interesting, Dennis in the former kangaroos, North Melbourne kangaroos coach, always talked about when they were recruiting a young fella, what they wanted to do was meet the parents, meet the mum. Mm. Because they reckon he had a good solid mum he's gonna be a good solid kid.
1: Interesting. I guess that makes sense as well in a lot of
2: no, it's good parenting.
1: Yeah. You're a you are you a massive North Melbourne fan? Is that no, I'm a Bulldog Bulldogs
2: fan. Oh, Western Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Sorry, Western that's Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. Canterbury Bulldogs. Is oh, Steve
1: mean... Bortoff still playing? <laughs> he's my player, no, there? he's still running around. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, his were you 50th a... season. Yeah. Were you a frustrated <laughs> AFL? Like, did you ever want to be an AFL player? Was that sort of similar? I know Warnie was always like wanted to play for St Kilda. Or was cricket yeah, always was we... your thing?
2: Yeah, in Victoria. I think we we a lot, of, a lot of guys have got a choice, and we lose. I seven or eight of our best ten cricketers of Aussie Rules football every season. I dare say in New South Wales will be the same with with sort of rugby, with basketball, with other sports. Mm. But Victoria so I to answer the question, I played AFL footy, AFL footy back in my day, that's how I am. Yeah. Um,
1: full and, forward.
2: And I'll pull back halfway.
1: Um, I'm just saying positions straight. move. I don't know my AFL all that
2: well. Yeah. No, I, well, I couldn't, if you can't kick straight, you're in the back line.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. So I was
2: in the back line, <laughs> um, but I just thought as a 17, 18 year old, I was, I was, that was going to be my game. And then got invited down to train at Geelong. So it's not the draft as it is today. It was mm-hmm. zoning, so where you live tied to two clubs. So living in Western Suburbs, tied to Geelong. Got down there, Geelong. Uh, lasted three nights. And got pissed off.
0: <laughs> didn't like it?
2: No, oh, they didn't like me. I loved
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so you had three days, I'd seen enough. up. This bloke no, no three keep. nights. Three <laughs> nights. Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: I've actually got, uh, listen, son, um, go and have a shower, pack your bags, piss off, don't come back, you'll see the Oh,
1: God. <laughs> right, uh, if you say
2: no, so. That was pretty harsh. And then, like I said, 17, 18 years old, you've got a choice to make, haven't you? Mm. you can go out and
0: find a job yeah. or you can play cricket and so good was cricket a realistic sort of career choice for you at that point or after you got pissed off for th- after three days by Geelong you sort of <laughs> just go well it's all I got left
2: uh, well, it's, yeah. it's interesting how decisions made for it um, so football and cricket not by decision I went down to Footscray uh, um, as a Top order batsman, part time bowler,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I got down there. And Ron Gaunt was the former Australian player. He was a bowler. He was a bowling coach at Footscray. What do you do? Oh, I bat and I bowl a bit. I ring. I bowl about three balls. Right, mate. You don't bat anymore. You're a bowler. I'm thinking, how easy life? You don't even have to think about it.
1: <laughs> And so, how, like, when did it all start to happen for you then in cricket? Like, how long after you dedicated all your attention to to bowling fast, did it all start to, to take shape?
2: Well, it, was, it was always there in the background, but I think football was my number one until 18. Mm. Um, and then when the football became got an option, I moved from Boorubi, sub-district or suburban cricket, into Butch Grey, which is a higher level. Mm. Just better coaching, training with better players, so you could progress a little bit quicker. Um, I got down there and things happened. So I started taking wickets 3rd eleven, second 11 in the 1st 11. I uh, played the premiership, first year in the 2nd, premiership first year in the Seniors, and then the next year I was in the in the state side but the big thing you find out and getting back to football was that you find out 20 30 years later that because you're showing interest in football they picked you before you were ready to beat you at cricket so there was like um tony donna O'Donnell, shane Walker, um Damian fleming there's a lot of guys that got picked early to peak their interest in cricket and keep us
1: playing cricket rather than going football. Okay, right. That's interesting. Keep you in the yeah. Keep, keep you in the game. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. Um, and then so when do you? How old are you on your debut for Australia? Oh,
2: 25.
1: Okay, it's funny. 25. Like that's that almost, in some weird way, seems old for these days.
2: Oh, it was old. <laughs> I'm was so it old, old
1: for those? Was it old for your day?
2: Um, yeah, pretty much. Because if you're not playing state cricket by the time you're 2021 20, um, and, and making an impact, but the other thing, guys guys can baby early and then not get an opportunity. So, someone like Darren Lehman is a perfect example. There's, there's got to be room for you in the side. Mm. So, I, I got in the Victorian side, so had a lot of back trouble, a lot of back injuries. So, before my well, first four years, I played half seasons. Was back injuries, and then decided to give Aussie rules football away yep. and rest my body during the winter, and get myself fit for cricket.
1: And then it's it's interesting. Like like, did you have this uh, beautiful moustache like from the jump? Like, was it just always a th- your? Has, it, has the mo always oh, been your thing? Like, or oh. wasn't born with it? You weren't born with it. I wouldn't <laughs> no, be shocked if you were. Answer, yeah, God. if you said you if you said you were, I'd believe it.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, there was a the trip I did around Australia to get out of football in 1985. So I had a couple of well, pretty ordinary attempts uh, leading up to that. <laughs> um, 1985, so I wouldn't get caught up in playing football. I um, went on a trip around Australia. So I went up the East Coast and gone for four and a half months. All I did was sort of train and get myself fit. What mm. um, wasn't working that much. So no racing blades couldn't afford a hairdresser. So a mop of hair and a full beard and got home and thought, I'll get rid of this. So I went and saw the hairdresser, as you do, and sort of cut the hair and shaved down around the moustache and left the moustache. He said, oh, that looks good. And I said, I'll just leave that for a couple of days. And I was I was just going to leave it for maybe a week for a bit of a shitstorm. And then, you know how things start to happen? Yeah. You know how sportsmen... They say they are very superstitious. Mm. Yeah, that's not true. I just kept this because things were going well. <laughs> but, well. I
0: couldn't see the reason to shave it off. And what you have it? You've had it ever since that point. Yeah, 1985. There you go. That's crazy. Never. It's never uh, come it's off for. Coming
2: any up,
1: like... It's coming up forty years.
2: Forty years. Oh, yeah. and that's you've impressive.
1: Never, you've never knocked it off, though. No one's ever like paid you a shitload of money to charity or something for you to shave it off, or. Oh,
2: I'm a firm believer. Charity starts at home. <laughs> um, so I've been so November uh, comes up and, uh, gee, the first five, five years of November, I reckon i got asked every year. Yeah. He just, uh, my, um, men's health is months months of the year, not just a month. So I, I leave my moustache up to remind me of that. But in 1989, I got offered by Gillette over England, so the Ashes Series had just finished, um, uh, got offered by Gillette to shave it off. But what those days was pretty good money. It was in fact it was better than a tour fee. The, <laughs> and I was I was thinking about it, but I had a mate's wedding when I got home, the special man at a mate's wedding and I thought I don't want to be there as a stranger. Yeah. I wanna be there as me, not as someone that just pocketed a heap of cash and you know, Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, I get that. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport and today we're talking to Cult Hero. The great and the powerful Mervyn Hughes. Now, Merv, uh, what sort of impact do you reckon it had on your intimidation? Like how how many how many percentages did your intimidation go up, do you think, with that uh, low? Hundred percent, two hundred percent? Five, five hundred. Well all you gotta do is just find the clock back not so far to Mitch Johnson.
2: Yes. Like he was pretty good and, and pretty intimidating without his mustache. And then he grew a mustache. Just turned into mean. And musty, yeah.
0: didn't? It was another level. It was one of the great yeah. Ashes performances of all time. Oh, one of the great right. series. Then, Travis Head just recently. Yes.
2: Lost, lost a contract. Australian cricket contract. Um, or cricket Australia contract. Whatever they call it. today. grows a moustache. He's the best player in the world.
0: <laughs> you're making so his you're life. Making his life is giving you laments. Grow a moustache. Grow a moustache. Grow a
1: moustache. But oh. also like the, the nation really gets behind a moustache generally as well. Like, obviously, you got to be playing well, but if you're playing well and you have a moustache, like, you also seem to get away with more. Like, Travis Head's gone on one of the great rips, you know, these last couple of days after his uh, his uh, World Cup heroics, and yeah. everyone's just, like, you know, applauding him and loving him. If he didn't have a moustache, there's, there's every chance people would be like, he's a role model, he shouldn't be doing that. Right. Well,
2: if you've got a moustache, I reckon – People don't take it too seriously. I yeah. just say, had oh, a bit of a yellow. But <laughs> no. if you're a clean shave and everyone just expects too much from it, yeah. Did you and find high expectation leads to disappointment? So.
1: Did you find, um, well, I guess like you were kind of, like, you've always been a uh, you're a cult figure in Australian sport. Was that an immediate uh, thing that happened once you got into sort of the Australian setup? Is that something that I guess like you know, it's is it tied to your performance as well?
2: Well, I think, I think being a Victoria, playing at the MCG in front of that 8-13 certainly helped. Mm. Um, and, and certainly when I played, the media made people break plays and the media were very kind to me. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think they were very kind to my cricketing ability, but just, um, you know, just a young age, a good leg, just this, this and that. And really, I didn't get credibility in the Australians sort of until... Probably, so I not playing Jeff Lawson and Terry Alderman as well. Mm. Probably, probably until 91. So I've not played five years. So not. He's actually played five years at Test Green. He's actually taken a few wickets. Huh. So it sort of all got lost in, uh, I suppose, the persona of, of being a good sport and a good character. Mm.
0: You've, um, you've got a bit of a reputation for being a pretty decent sledger. Have you... <clears throat> was part of that to just entertain yourself and have a bit of a giggle or was it always quite calculated to try and get under the opponent's skin?
2: Um, I think initially it's to get me going. Yeah. So in a flat spot of the game, I just started, just tried, had to convince myself that I hated the batsman. Mm. So if I'm bowling against you and there's nothing on the game, you go through the motions um, and then if something's going to happen, if, if I hate you, then it makes it easier for me. So I I hated to get to know the opposition. Mm. You meet them and they're good blokes. (laughs) And probably the greatest example was Stewie Law from Mm. Queensland. Didn't know him, didn't like him. Every time we played Queensland, tried to hit him in the head. Um, Never made a run against Victoria. We go across to the Hong Kong Sixers one year, uh, get to know him, have a couple of beers with him, great bloke. Next five years against Victoria, he made hundreds every game. <laughs> and you just think I liked it better when I didn't like it.
0: <laughs> that's it. you got to it.
2: Um, the big thing about Sleezy, especially at, at state level and more so international level, you have your targets. Mm. So you have you, you go out players and you no go out players. So when you're four or five Australians going vertically into the play, that, that's a team player. Right. So they're all they're trying to do is unsettle him and unsettle him. Um, if you sledge through frustration, you've lost the battle. So you sledge for a reason.
1: There's also people that like, and I'm putting ourselves in this context, but there's like people who you sledge and it actually almost makes them play better. Like Sebo in golf, when you if you don't sledge him and he's playing bad, it's like it's self-fulfilling. He just keeps getting worse and worse. But as soon as you then start to talk shit to him being like, acknowledging how bad he plays, then he just switches on and you it's all over. Correct. You gotta be calculated.
2: Yeah, well that's that's what the Australian team doing. Like I said, you have your go out players and your no go players. And people say that oh, you are you, pretty weak if you go with the young bloke. Well you go at the young blokes sledging's so block of the bullshit.
0: Mm.
2: If they're worried about what you're saying, you've had a win. Mm. Yeah. But when when you played against England, you had getting Rich and Gower, experienced players you know, it's, well, they've played better against better crickets than you'll ever dream to be. I mean, what you say is not going to upset them. Jarvan Mandad was another one from Pakistan. And probably probably the greatest one, Mark Raidpach of New Zealand, is that if he just went in vile, and he used to get his chest out as a batsman and go at, go at the bowlers just to get a bite. And when he got a bite, you could see just, just growing stature. And it was very hard not to
1: go back at him. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine. <laughs>
0: how many, how many bunnies did you have throughout your career? Oh, my, my bunny was Richard Richardson.
2: Yeah, w- uh, West Indies. Uh, I got him out more times in Test cricket than any other player I got out. Yeah. So a combination, we did play West Indies a lot. And when you talk about bunnies, um, I got him out nine times through my career. Um, One hundred ninety nine. Seventy five, hundred and eighty. I think we got him out for ninety nine one day. Oh, very excited. So is a bunny someone you get out a lot, or someone you get out cheaply a
0: lot? Yeah, probably so it's better yeah, if you okay, get him he's out cheaply. Really
1: a bunny.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but he's getting like, a heap of runs. But if then... you get him yeah, out
1: for ninety nine as well, like it's like yeah. it's in those moments where it's like oh. you yeah, it's messing with their right. head. By, 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 the time, by the
2: time we got him out, he wasn't. A, he was a full ground
1: runner. <laughs> you know, he, he just scores runs against us for fun. Was there a is there an element of like uh like when you see your bunny uh, off the cricket pitch? Are you sort of like, you know, is there yeah, a bit of just, like you yeah. know, like would Stuart Broad be to David Warner, just like listen, yeah.
2: You, you, you'd see him out, and you'd be sitting there having a bad day. You just look up and see him. <laughs> you give yourself
0: a little mod, yeah, uh, yeah just
2: playing yeah. <laughs> oh that's
0: funny <laughs> just knowing mate just knowing there's just me we, bunny just we, but knowing. like it's...
2: And, this, and more so knowing that he knows
0: that's what that's i mean it, yeah. you're just looking right. at each other i know that you know and you know that i know <laughs> that you know. Yeah. You always want to go up and give him a carrot
1: and just be like hey going, well, buddy he's my bunny out here give him a pat something give him a pat i um I always forget this stat about you, and then when I'm reminded, I'm like, I just don't have the brain capacity to fully explain it to myself as to how it works. But you got a hat trick over—is it three innings? No, yeah, three
2: innings, two days, same same test match. I can't remember it too much. You want me to talk you through? Well, just about like
1: how. What's the like? How does that even happen? I'm trying to work. I know well, it was like
2: right. the big one was. that was late. So I guess Indies batted first. Um, and they got 450 smashes everywhere, Uh but late in the innings, there was just a free fall of wickets. So I got a wicket, the last ball of the second last over in the first innings. Yep, and Tim May got a wicket in his over. I got a wicket, the first ball of my next over, which was the end of innings.
0: Okay, Okay.
2: so three wickets, in no time. So I've got. Last ball we get, first ball we get, change of win. Off the back of Brian Wooden, 126. Steve Wall got four. a day and a half later. um, I'm sitting there waiting in the back. And Jeff Lawson got hit by Kirtley Ambrose. And he retired. And I'm I'm batting number 11. Jeff Lawson's been hit. We go out and the ground. Gordon Grant, first ball, first over, second balls. So three wickets and three balls. And
0: that is, that is that is got to be the weirdest way possible to get a hat trick. It Has to be right. Were you aware that you were on one? Even like, was uh, it? No, no. I knew. I
2: Steve wore at the end of my first day. Right? I said, oh. "I'm pretty sure." I
1: said, "What makes you so sure?" He oh, just did it on the
2: PlayStation. None of the players had any idea
1: either. That's funny. Trying to work that out in the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so not. It's a little bit of an underwhelming one then, in that respect. Because you didn't get to be, you didn't get the sort of the build up.
2: Well, no, you watch watch the replay. Jeff Lawson has been here. We've got 20 minutes to bowl. We're maybe 50, 60 runs behind. So, in our minds, we think we're still a chance. Right. So, we go out and get Jordan Greenwich first ball. You think happy days. Um, We end up losing that goal by about 360 runs. (laughs) (laughs) But the the whole thing do do yourselves a favour. We want to see the biggest send-off in international Cricket, Google Gordon Grange's dismissal. Um a Ground uh, 89.
1: Absolutely gave it.
2: Oh yeah, I'll look at it. that's not good. And that Gordon Granny's by didn't have really much to do with that. I just thought that uh, not a good play. Mm. And him and Desi were in the same boat. Play, and at the end of the 91 series, which was a pretty heated series. We had a charity game in England, and Gordon's ready to the hey, I so, hey, nah, that, and I'm just thinking, this is going to be ugly. Mm. Walked in the, the room, they both retired at that stage. Greatest blokes of all time. So again, you meet the people you hate, and they disappoint you. Mm. they good people. I know. It
0: almost almost gives you reason not to meet anyone until you've retired, just yeah. to keep that fire burning yeah. deep in your belly. Oh, yeah.
2: With, with, I reckon my biggest criticism of the game today is that everyone knows everyone really well? Yeah. So um, the, the young opening batsman from from India, um, he he plays IPL with Pat Cummins. So he comes out this match. Pat Cummins is the big bean and bowler. who bowls pretty quick. Bowls mm. oh, very quick. Um, he he plays cricket. He practices with him. He knows he's a great guy. So there's, there's nothing to fear.
0: Exactly right. But so if and-
2: you don't know someone. Mate, the perception you have on them is
1: just a little bit mixed, isn't it? You know they're fat. You know like, if you do know, them, you know their family, or you know you know you've met their kids no. before, or something. It's like it's going to be difficult for me to, you know, to really abuse this human being on the cricket field. Well, and to so that's, yeah. that's why I didn't
2: like people. No, yeah.
1: It's easier. It's easier to hate someone that you don't know. I'll shit you.
0: You're listening to All Talk on SEN and where Hello Sport. And today we're talking to one of Australia's greatest fast bowlers. The great Murph Hughes. Now, Burv, how was um how were you treated by the English fans in Ashes series when you're away? Because you were oh, obviously, you were beloved here. I, I just I'm curious to know how they treated you over there.
2: You know, they um, I got them for being fun over there, but obviously I was <laughs> they kept throwing, throwing food at me when I was on the ground. Oh my <laughs> so God. I really appreciate it. Like really like pies and big rots and stuff like that. It was fun. Would you eat it? Yeah. <laughs> would you ever I pick it up? Done took a bite out of one of <laughs> them. Um, now, I think to be to be honest now, the crowds in England have changed dramatically. In 89, 93, we noticed a bit of change. They so are getting a little bit more angry, a little bit more passionate, I suppose. Mm. And ultimately, players get distracted by it. Well that's in nineteen I've called it Sumo. I call him Sumo. Sumo ref. I was a good coach. What? Sumo, sumo sumo wrestler. It, oh, you to him. Like, well, what, what, what are you going to do? If you take it personally, the structure from what you are doing.
0: You got no chance. Obviously, off the back of that Johnny Bearstone incident, um, which was, you know, just eyes how, up, eyes how funny up was stuff that? from Australia. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable, but. <laughs>
2: It's it was
0: just so good, and but just to see the reaction of like all those pompous members in the in the Lord's long room, I think we we've talked to a couple of tr- cricketers, and they're like that's just what they're like. It's this they, they show their true colours. Was that your experience when you were playing? Were they always a little bit like they'd smile and clap, but they'd be saying other things to you? No, no, not really. I
2: reckon they were very much cricketer frigate-minded, frigate-orientated, yep. where I'm not so sure now. I think, especially the guys in the members' room, a lot of them, they're prestige, mm. and they don't really understand the game. Where When we walked through that that long room, you got to go through the members to get there. They were all very polite. If you, if you made a duck, they used to clap a little bit louder. If you made some <laughs> runs, they give you the fine applause and all that. But I, I think the unspoken word was you don't talk to the
0: players. Mm, okay.
2: You, you can fight them, you can what? But what happened this year, like everyone fights the spirit of cricket at you. Now, Johnny Bear started the spirit of cricket. The people that haven't got the rules or the rules of the game on their side throw the spirit of cricket at you. Yes. But if you don't want to get out of stump, stay you your course. It's not that hard. Mm.
1: It's very simple.
2: Yeah, it's very simple. I don't, I don't read that down to 12, down to 14, saying, oh, we're be our coach
1: that? Be aware of where the ball was. Sharky, was it? Yeah, Martin yeah. Sharky. Well, I don't, I hope Sharky isn't employed by England anytime soon to teach them how to say in that. <laughs> Hopefully, he's loyal. Um, but you during that whole period, you were you were vocal on Twitter. You were going back. We look. We were having one-sided arguments with Piers Morgan, where we'd just tweet at him and tell him he's an idiot. But were, you were sort of were you guys needling each other?
2: Um, no, Piers Morgan opponent. Um. I, <laughs> I met him, I reckon, 10 years ago. Uh, and you know how first impressions last?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I thought he was a flogged man. He was really <laughs> good with Jane Moore. And Moore, he said, no, no, he's, he's a good bloke. So I thought, okay, I'll give him a chance. I never really cross paths again. And then
0: um, when he came
2: out, it just shows how limited, big intelligence is, is if he doesn't think that run out was out.
0: Um, yeah. It's um, it's like, it makes It's no that,
2: interesting, too. Sorry to jump in on you, but interesting, too, that he's a passionate English he, supporter. We didn't hear much from him from during the World Cup, did we?
1: No, no, he Yeah, didn't. no, so
2: he's a passionate supporter where things are going well.
1: Exactly right. Yeah, uh, it was a fair weather. But then also, like, and even in the World Cup uh, that Australia just won, like, the uh, uh, the former Indian batsman whose name escapes me, he's coming out and going, well, no, nah, India was, was the best side. And he's going, like, I don't know what world we're living in here where, like, people are... <laughs> So unaccepting of a result where you just go and like no, but they were the best team on paper. It's like, but that doesn't mean anything. Well,
2: they, they were in, in these defense side. Um, they lost one game for the tournament, and Australia lost two games. But the one game they lost was the final. That's so, it unlucky. they are not the best. So basically, the best teams, the four best teams qualify. The two best teams win the semi final, and then the best team wins the final. And for them, it's like, well, we're the best team through it. So what do you do? You have a World Cup without semifinals or finals, and after the poor games, you're winning.
0: Exactly right. It doesn't make any sense. It's
2: it's a World Cup. Yeah. And I, I can't understand. I can't understand either.
1: You listen to All Talk, and you're also listening to none other than the moustached man... Couldn't think of any other adjective there, but he does have a moustache. Merv Hughes. Now, Merv. Are you, like, are you gr- like grateful or, um, I guess, maybe envious of how, um, I guess, the the level of cr- that cricket has reached now compared to when you were coming through? Like, on one hand, their schedule is absolutely absurd and they're playing T20s after a World Cup win, but then there's also so much more... I guess opportunity and it's super, like it's incredibly lucrative. Like, do you see it as you would have liked to have played in this time or are you happy where you came through?
2: Uh, very happy where I came through. I, the, the talk that our, our current players get paid too much is a load of bollocks, mm. to be honest, is that um, we didn't have a social media. We had to deal with maybe four journalists. Uh, 89, 93, I think we had four or five journalists. And all the players knew the journalists. Uh, we sit there have a couple of beers. If there's any issues, call them aside and say, mate, what, what's this story about? Mm-hmm. Now, our players go over in England um, last year, and there's 70-odd dogs over there. They're all looking for the story. And you can tell by reading their cricket club they're not interested in cricket. So mm-hmm. if you're not interested in cricket, don't you? It's been a long time since I've read an article about cricket where you get something other than what's on the scorecard in the article. And I don't want your opinion. I want the facts. Yeah, you're a sports journalist. Just tell me about the sport. Yeah. I don't care what the players do outside. I don't care if they go and have a couple of kids as long as they're right the to play.
1: And there's something I've always found about cricket journalism, and again, the ones where we're speaking about where when it's done correctly, where like there's almost no more engrossing a sports article than when someone's like wrapping up a day's play or a test match really well.
0: And they write well. And
1: they write really well. Yeah. And there's a yeah. few that are still around, but like I, I agree with you that there's the majority aren't necessarily out there looking for it. Well, the,
2: the five, I remember five that we had: we had Greg Moore, Malcolm Khan, uh, Robert Craddock, um, Patrick Smith. There's another, I can't remember his last name, which is, which is bad because he wrote my book for me. <laughs> 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 they, they, were, they were fantastic journalists. And, and, they loved the game. They were passionate about it. And all they did was write about the game. And now, basically, the journalist's got a free bone to write what he likes. Mm. There's going to be no no feedback on it.
1: When, um, when was the first time you experienced that sort of – like? or have you ever experienced that sort of journalism where, like, they've come for you in a bit of a weird way?
2: Oh, but probably the big one was the old MCG was a pretty flat wicket. Mm. and West Australia made a hit runs and Victoria made a hit runs and one of the one of the journalists wrote up a story about how you can't expect the West Australian bowlers to well on a picture like that because it didn't suit them and you think they're fast bowlers it's okay for them not to take wickets, but I get better not taking wickets. I used to have a talk to the journos, so mate like, what's going on just got to be, got to be fair in the so oh, mate I I find it very, very amusing. Um, normally, these uh, some of the journalists have an agenda with the players mm. and they target the players. And if you're a 50 on cricket, you tend to believe what you in the media. And the media now is very unkind to our players. Our players deserve better than that and they are better than that.
0: So that's is that a sort of a new phenomenon with the the Australian media? New South Wales media is is not great when it comes to sports stars. Has that got worse over time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: I I think it's almost to me the journalists are jealous with the amount of money that the the players it get. Okay. Is their wages haven't gone up mm. as, as much? So you we look ten years back, Twenty years ago, I um, mean, I played forty years. I was you didn't get paid much. What about the guys that played in the seventies? And that's that's where with Carrie poker came in, and basically that was a a protest about pay. Mm. And that certainly helped current players because oh, I think people now understand their their values.
0: You, I was going to yeah. say, you came, you you played with the late great Shane Keith Warren. Was What was it like being around a bona fide superstar of the sport? You could argue we probably haven't had one since in the sport of cricket. I like, was asking it... the
2: same question when he came into the side. Is that, that used to be me.
0: <laughs>
2: um, now, i when he first started, came back from the Cricket Academy in South Australia. And mm. um, people of the senior players watching him at Victoria Nets, league spin a bowl about, a bowl about, a bowl about that now or later. In a bowl is pretty good. And then when he starts playing, he's okay, but he's not outstanding. And you thought, mate, he's going to play two, three. He's going to be pretty handy. No, I don't think anyone expected him to do what he did and take seven hundred wickets. But the, the thing about Warney, most cricketers have a purple patch in their career that lasts maybe 12 to 18 months. Yep. Uh, and he had a purple patch that lasted 12 to 18 years. <laughs> but his, his whole career was a purple patch. Yeah. And incredible. the more controversy is in off the ground, the better he played on the ground.
0: So he was almost so, fueled by scandals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Pure scandals. Um, like I say, the
2: media can make you a break, yeah? Uh, and the media was very unkind So what they used to do was wait for him to make a mistake, and it was all over the front page, wasn't it? Mm. But, but to the media's defense, normally they didn't have to wait too long for him to make a mistake.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, a <laughs> couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, before we let you go, conscious of time, but um, and I, I'm I don't bring this up uh, on any podcast, Merv. It's only purely because of the. Role that you played in my life, unknowingly, I'm sure. But my old man is Billy Birmingham, the twelfth man. <laughs> <laughs> we love him,
2: so
1: I, I, I reckon I've said this to you before.
2: We loved him because when we started, most of the guys in the commentary box were from Channel Nine. Um, obviously, the World Series days. Yeah, there was a bit of a conflict, and we were, once we were no good, we were. Co- but when Billy came out with that first take, he's taking the piss out of the commentators. We love that. <laughs> yeah. With every Rain Delay, seriously, we just had Billy Birmingham on. Just
1: loved it. It's it's funny to think I'd never actually even thought about it from that player's perspective of like actually enjoying the commentators copying some shit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But there was um <laughs> again, I when I was growing up, I was aware of cricket, but like, you know, I was still very young. But there was always this poster in dad's office. And it was like, it was of you either cuddling him from behind with your tongue out or vice (laughs) versa. So bizarre, but like that was my first, (laughs) I guess my first, uh, you know, example of Merv and I was always like, "What's what the f*** is going on here? Um, Did he he come and meet you in a a hotel to record some part of an album or something?
2: Yeah. So we were in a room and the acoustics weren't great. So he's got sort of tables and chairs around, put a blanket over the stuff. So we had this sort of homemade studio, and just thinking this this is a bit weird, but it seemed to work. Um, but but of of Billy, I right? loved him when I played, and then you lose track of it a little bit. Now my oldest son is 26. 10 years ago, he's playing under 16 cricket down the coast of Victoria, like, back, just after Christmas, into January, and he got the best of Billy Birmingham. Oh, dad, dad you play this. I was just thinking, oh, mate, you just forget that. <laughs> he just enjoy the whole time, just thinking, hey, this just gets better. It's never, never
1: outdated. Oh, I'm glad he'll is, he'll, he'll be happy
0: dad to hear that. Again. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's good. Um, stuff. He's, I'd like to say he's a good friend of the team. Um, and every time he was around, we sort of included him. But also, I remember one day we had a signing session, and he came in to catch up. And I myself just so interested in getting getting everything signed that you sort of may have brushed him a bit. Just I look back at that. That's that's one of my greatest regrets.
1: Great, great. Well, listen, did, I'll, I'll let him know. What he did for in the side was fantastic. Oh, that's cool. I'll let him know that you are you you know you're losing sleep over the time you brushed him. <laughs> that. Well, yeah,
2: and the other thing too, Christmas is coming up. Give him a big kiss and tell them to release another album.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You're like, We've
2: had the best of Billy Henry. We need the very best of Billy Beaming. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. the it. very, very, the best. very, very best. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Merv, mate, thank you very much for your time. Really, it's been it's been great to chat. Um, and uh, hopefully, we'll bump into you at some point over the summer. But if not, enjoy the cricket.
2: Thanks, well, mate.
1: hopefully,
0: um, we'll be up at the city test. So if you're around, we will be good to catch up. We'll be there. At yeah, six
2: we'll six be six there. Six so, don't
0: worry about that. Absolutely. 100%. All, all, all I'll do is I'll find Pat Cummins and play the we'll, Yes. Uh, That's you know, yeah, it. We'll, we'll be with these cut, old man. we will be hanging sure. around there. <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> good on you, Murph. Thanks, mate. Have a good one, mate. mate. Good on you.
2: Thanks, mate.